quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. A special feeling. Episode number 99. Jim Taddy and Perry Left go with you. Perry, episode 99. Can you believe it? Jim, we'll call it the Wayne Gretzky Show. How about that? Oh, is Gretz on? Uh, work with me on this one, okay, buddy? Okay, okay guy. Come I on, believe man. that's a no guy. Oh. <laughs> that, that would be a no guy. So you can't Coming... take it is what you're saying. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, no. I can't. <laughs> Coming up in the broadcast very shortly, Herbie Kuhn, the PA announcer for the Raptors, chaplain for the Argos, John Liu, the new TSN Winnipeg reporter, formerly from Montreal. And we'll also have Andy Frost, the former PA voice of the Leafs, father of Morgan Frost, who plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, and, of course, the obligatory exit. Yes, guy, no guy, episode number 99. If you're an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647-292-8886 or contact via email charlespark at remax.net. When you go to the fox40shop.com site, you will find the Fox 40 Titan, the Fox 40 Coaching Boards, the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle, producing 100 decibels at the push of a button go to fox40shop.com use the code yes guy for 15 percent off your order now that was delivered with a booming voice but it has no comparison at all to the next booming voice herbie coon is with us herbie how are you jim good morning i'm extremely well how are you doing today sir we're very happy and happy to have you on. So, you know, as it turns out, now that the building's open and, and I, I can share a, a plate of supper with you and have a nice conversation because the media room is open. And on the home yes. opener, we were talking about uh, inner city basketball. Help us understand what's going on there. Well, what I'm going to tell you, Perry, good morning as well. You and Jim is that I'm extremely excited about the state of young people's basketball, youth basketball here in the greater Toronto area. There is a burgeoning hoop scene. It's no longer just a niche. It's no longer just like a a cult sport. It is mainstream. The numbers are growing and the amount of talent here coming out of Southern Ontario is really something to be um, really something to take notice of gentlemen moving forward. Not sure if you're aware of that, but when I started, when, I began with the Raptors way back at the beginning of 1995. If my memory serves me correct, there were three Canadians in the NBA at that time. There were Bill Weddington, Rick Fox, and Steve Nash. As of this calendar year, my sources tell me that there are over 270 Canadians in Division One or Division Two basketball programs across the NCAA. That represents an incredible surge in growth. The Raptors have been part of that. Uh, obviously, Canada basketball has played a huge role in that. And now here in Southern Ontario, we're seeing more and more young people picking up a ball. And it's just so exciting, so exciting. Look at Delano Banton, for an example, right? Kid, young kid from the Rexdale area, now playing in his second season with the Raptors. It's just such an awesome sight. Herbie, I don't know of anybody in basketball who has a, a greater spiritual connection to everything than you. And I think it's wonderful because it just sounds like your passion is coming out about how this whole thing has evolved. You're absolutely correct, Barry. It isn't just an interest for me. Canadian hoops, 
Southern Ontario Hoops isn't just a passing fad for me, and nor is it just a job for me to be involved with basketball and professional basketball. For me, my gift is my voice, the gift the Lord has given me, and I do my best to use it to the best of my ability to encourage and entertain others. And in the context of basketball and all those years, first at Skydome, then at the Air Canada Centre, now Scotiabank Arena, I've had the opportunity, and you guys know this, I've had the privilege of sitting in the best seat in the house to watch some of the finest athletes in the world. And I'm so grateful for that. So, yeah, it's important to me. It's important to me to highlight the talent that we have here in Canada. And it's also important for me to hopefully continue to play a role in making sure that we only take step forward, steps forward from here and never stay stagnant or move backwards. Now, Herbie, you brought up Bill Wennington. And as soon as you said that, I remembered that our original conversation was at a Chicago Raptors preseason game. Uh, it had to be, you know, maybe the, the weekend before the regular season started. And as you were telling me that story, Bill was seated right beside you, wasn't he? Yes, absolutely. Bill was Bill in all of his uh, seven foot tall glory was sitting right beside me as we were sharing those words, Jim. No doubt about it. <laughs> so quite a change from his day, and and he he jumped in and and he really appreciated the change. I mean, he, you want to talk about what he went through and what Leo went through? Those are Spartan times. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things I've become more aware of, and and Jim, you and I have discussed this, is the prevalence of. How do we put this? It, it's tough to put it into these terms, but I think it's accurate. Basketball as an industry. We know from my generation, I'm 53, you know, guys like Bill Wennington, guys like Leo Routens who played in the league, you know, 20-something, 30-something years ago. <clears throat> Back then, the model was pretty simply, you do really well in your high school basketball. Hopefully, you get noticed. Maybe you'll get an opportunity to play at a university in Canada or a college in the United States, university college in the United States, and maybe you get a scholarship and the visibility that comes with that to hopefully play in the NBA one day. Things have changed significantly, and it's to the point now where the route, if you will, the many, many young people are taking in order to try to get the exposure necessary to make it to the next step isn't only through, isn't exclusively through high school basketball anymore. And to an extent, yes, it's become somewhat of a business. No, not even somewhat. It has become a business with prep schools and prep preparatory programs, university preparatory programs. And as we were sharing here in the GTA alone, there are, I don't know the exact number, but they've got to be at least 10 or 12 in the greater Toronto area. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the young player who played at the school uh, at the Orangeville Prep School a few years ago, um, who who went on to the NBA. His name has escaped me right now. And uh, my end of town, where where I live in the East End of Toronto, there are three within a 15 minute drive of where I live. And I am so excited to see the growth of basketball at this level. And yes, for some parents and for some families, it means spending some money to send their kids to a program. But they're hoping that the dividend will be a path to a U.S. or Canadian school where the education may get paid for. Herbie, I'm wondering if this is a product of, you know, uh, Toronto, you know, Canadian basketball. Uh, is it because of uh, the, is the growth because of the Raptors 
and or Vince Carter. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to say it's 100% because of that, but it would be negligent to say that, that that didn't play a significant role. The rapper's existence, obviously, has played a pivotal role in the growth of the game in Southern Ontario and in Canada. And I won't apologize for this. The Raptors have done a fantastic job over the years of promoting basketball at all levels, not just at the professional level, indeed. And when you talk about the Vince Carter effect, listen, who was the first ever Raptor, to the best of my knowledge at least, who appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? It was Vince, poster boy, if I'm not mistaken, is what it said beside his image on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And that really said the statement across North America that hoops is real, hoops is lively, hoops is valuable here north of the 49th. And I don't see Canadian basketball being where it is today at the level it is today without the Raptors influence without the Vince Carter effect, if you will. And more recently, Canada basketball, um, Michael Bartlett and his team have done a spectacular job of promoting the game on a grassroots level, getting communities involved, uh, getting kids involved, getting giving them a glimpse of what it's like to play a game uh, that, you know, compared to other sports, doesn't cost a heck of a lot of money to play. And, man, it's such a privilege to be part of that, to be part of that development, to be part of that growth. I'm excited. Uh, you were thinking of Jamal Murray before, weren't you? No, I wasn't thinking of Jamal Murray. He's from Kitchener. I definitely know Jamal. There was another player, and this is the, oh, the 53-year-old brain catching up with me. Uh, we'll have to fill this one in later on. <laughs> Who played at an Orangeville prep school, I'm going to say probably uh, eight or nine years ago. I hope somebody's looking this up right now as we're talking about it. <laughs> Who came into play a little bit in the NBA. Herbie, I want to go, go ahead, a little Herbie. off script here and just ask you about yes, sir. Masai Ujiri getting fined by going over to the scores table, which is where you and Ron Foxcroft nest. The only difference was it happened on the road as opposed to happening at a home game. How surprised were you by that? Has it, something like that happened before? You know what? From my unique perch, Perry, at Scotiabank Arena, obviously I have seen <laughs> <laughs> and witnessed some very heated exchanges over the years. Um, I don't. I actually was not able to see that game in Miami. Uh, I had a, another commitment at that time, so I can't comment directly. And I've not seen any replay high, highlights or replay footage, if you will, of the exchange between um, Masai and the scores table. So I can't comment on that. All I do know is this. Yes, emotions can get pretty high down there, and uh, sometimes it's it's pretty entertaining to be there and to be so close and to hear what some of these guys say, the players, the coaches, the officials. It's quite fun sometimes. You know, really, when you're talking about the development of or the, the need for or the interest in the development of youth basketball in Toronto and, and the GTA, and we talked about the Vince Carter thing, that's really the first wave. The second wave is the NBA title, which which would ripple right across the country because we all remember those those watching parties. It was a, just a, a, you know, united the country, really, didn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know what was so amazing about that, Jim, is how often do you have fans in Calgary in Montreal, in Vancouver, in Regina, cheering for a Toronto team. That 2019 title run, beating Orlando in the first series, beating Philadelphia 
in that exciting, breathtaking seven-game epic series, beating Milwaukee, coming back from being at a deficit to the Bucks, and then, of course, going on to defeat Golden State in the final. That was a rallying cry of all rallying cries for our country. And I was so excited and so proud of our team to be able to, you know, get back home or, you know, ride the go train after a game and have fans who, who had literally traveled from different cities across Ontario, who had traveled from different provinces to come and cheer on the Raptors, to, to watch the highlights on SportsCenter and to be able to see these Jurassic parks popping up all over the country. Oh, man. You know what? I'm so excited about that, Perry and Jim. I say let's do it again this year. Wow. That's quite optimistic. But, Herbie, you just mentioned something. When you're out in the public, everybody knows you. You have a very distinct image. What's it like when people come up to you and just say, Herbie, I love your calls, or Herbie, how's it going? It's something I never get tired of, Perry. It's something I never get tired of. And, yes, it does happen with consistency. I'm going to take a pause here for just a second. The player's name was Don Maker. Don Maker, ah. 2016. I looked it up while we were talking. Don Maker. <laughs> there you go. That's the guy. And yes, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray went to Orangeville Prep as well, and Don Maker was part of the Athlete Institute Prep in Orangeville. There you go. And as I'm looking down this list, guys, there are quite a few. Um, current or former NBA players who have gone that route through the prep school. Back to your question, Perry. I enjoy and consider it a great honor and a great privilege to be someone who's recognized. Now, obviously, I'm not nearly as recognizable as a Matt Devlin or a Jack Armstrong or Coach Nurse. Those guys, their faces are on the screens for people all of the time. That said, I do get recognized regularly, whether it's on the GO train, on the TTC, walking down the street, in a restaurant, waiting for a table. It happens regularly. And the moment I get tired of people coming up and saying, Herbie, loved your call, loved your voice, love your work, love what you do, you're the man, you're the OG, you're the whatever, the day I get tired of that, it's time for me to turn off the mic for good. It's that simple. There's no doubt about it. There are times when people might be able to choose their moments a little more appropriately. <laughs> like when my wife and I are having dinner at a restaurant and someone comes over when they're, when they're in the middle of a conversation trying to have a private visit. Sometimes people could choose their moments a little more uh, carefully. But those brief moments, those few moments notwithstanding, I'll never get tired of that. And it's such a, you know what, I'm an ambassador for the team. And I take that role seriously. I know that I'm a recognizable figure. And you know what the fun part is? Sometimes people don't always recognize me by how I look, but they overhear me and they recognize my voice. And they'll say, aren't you that, that announcer guy? Aren't you that Raptors guy? And I'll say, yeah, that's me. How you doing? And I'll try to engage them in conversation, find out where they're from, how long they've been cheering for the team, and I thank them for their, you know, for their faithfulness for our team. Herbie, the, the line in broadcasting and any kind of uh, sort of vocal projection is the voice is the last thing to go. So you're going to be around for a while, buddy. Well, buddy, this is season number 28 for me. And uh, by God's grace, the voice is still pretty strong. I do need a little more increased recovery time between games now as, <laughs> as opposed to when I was uh, in my late 20s or early 30s. Things have definitely changed in terms of recovery time and wear and tear. 
uh, because as you guys know very well, your vocal cords are muscles. And they're just like any muscles. They get tired. They get worn down over time. And so I've got to be extra careful to take care of them and allow the recovery time necessary. But when the, when the mic goes on and the lights, go, lights get brighter, man, bring it on. I'm ready to go. And uh, what a great start to our season so far. I'm excited to keep it going. Herbie, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Jim, Perry, it's always a privilege to be on Yes Guy. And I am there so we go. <laughs> yes Guy. Yes, wow. guys, we fired up being on this show. Man, you guys, are, you guys are awesome. Have an awesome, blessed day, and I can't wait to talk to you again. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park Managing Broker Remax Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring for a confidential interview. Call Charles at 647-292-8886 or contact via email Charles Park at Remax.net. When you go to Fox40Shop.com's website, you'll find hockey products like the Fox 40 Call, Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Don't forget to pick up a copy of the 40 Ways of the Fox, Ron Foxcroft's inspirational book for new entrepreneurs and business veterans alike. Fox40Shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Check out Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan, and a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic. Available now in titanium, gold, and matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. This is Yes Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry Left go with you. We now go to Winnipeg to bring in the TSN Bureau Chief, John Liu. John, welcome. How are you today, sir? Great, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. And so you're replacing, you're filling in what Sarah Oleski did. So take us through this transition. What did it mean to you? Oh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say it's the perfect, um, perfect opportunity for me, Jim. Uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, it was a promotion for me. Um, I was looking to uh, get into the hosting side of the business and uh, uh, Montreal, the opportunities weren't quite there. And so uh, this came out of the blue. Uh, and I don't think any of us uh, expected to see uh, Sarah uh, leaving TSN, much less going to the Jets. And so, um, when that when that happened, uh, I immediately jumped at the opportunity to uh, to try to uh, move into this post here, simply because of the uh, the upgrade in duties and responsibilities. Um, you know, it would a really good career move for me. But the ultimate bonus to this is that I would get to go home. Winnipeg is where I grew up. Uh, it's where my uh, my family, my lifelong friends, friends from various stages of my life are all still living here. And so uh, it's just been a fantastic transition. Um, and, uh, yeah, loving every minute of it. It's, it's been great. John, you're doing the tour. You started off in Toronto. You went to Montreal. Now you're in uh, Winnipeg. I'm wondering if you're going to end up in your career working for every Canadian city, like the original six. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm about halfway there now. Perry, I don't think I have enough years left, though. But uh, it is an interesting proposition. But, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a great run. And when I think about uh, the time that I spent in Toronto and then twice as long a tenure in Montreal, it's just like it's just been such a tremendous experience for, 
learning and growing and uh, having the opportunities that I did in the, well, the two biggest hockey markets in, in probably the world. Um, but a couple of really fun, interesting CFL markets as well. And so now I get to come to Winnipeg with the, the class of the CFL and uh, with, uh, with a team that's so closely tied to my hometown here, not just in the, its current iteration, but the Jets 1.0 and the WHA Jets. So, yeah, it's just a, a rich, uh, I've really been so fortunate to, to have been exposed to such a rich palette of uh, sports teams and history in my, in my time with TSM. So, John, how would you compare your Toronto experience in terms of, you know, not just your, your own particular sort of evolution, but in terms of the teams you're covering, the market, the Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg markets, how would you compare them? Oh, it's, it, there really is no comparison simply for the, for the scope of coverage. Um, I mean, a typical day um, for uh, covering the Jets, um, I mean, at, at most you're going to have about three or four cameras and about eh, probably about half a dozen or so reporters as opposed to probably double to triple that amount in Toronto, depending on the scope of the, uh, of the game or the event. Um, and uh, so, you know, the, the diligence, the intensity, the commitment to um, delivering content for good reportage uh, is, is, I mean, they're, they're on a par. You know, we have very good reporters here in Winnipeg very really strong professionals but it's just the intensity of it are compared to toronto is so so different montreal too for that matter um <clears throat> winnipeg is much more laid back in that regard so uh yeah it's uh it, it, it's good for the blood pressure <laughs> you know being, being in this market here not having the uh, the same pace uh, on top of the fact that uh, points a and b are much closer together my drive from home to Candle Life Center is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, um, about 10 kilometers. <laughs> so it's like going for a little Sunday drive, going to work and from work, certainly late at night. And, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, life uh, quality of life is very different here. That's, let's put it that way. John, I've never had a chance to go inside the Montreal Canadiens dressing room, but, you know, from what I see, it's like a temple, a shrine. Can you recall the first time you went in there and just, was it an eye-opening experience? Um, well, Perry, I think it, it, that would have occurred before I actually got posted in Montreal because I would have been, uh, would have, would have been sent to Montreal on the odd occasion to cover my predecessor, Michael Whalen, um, for a game or games uh, uh, against, um, I think probably against the Leafs when I was still stationed in Toronto. And um, so at that time, the Bell Centre dressing room uh, the Canadian's dressing room at the Bell Centre was the old dressing room, the one that was kind of a, a mock-up of the old forum. And because right now, the, the dressing room at the Bell Centre is basically mirrors the one they have at their practice facility. It's huge and bright and spacious, and it doesn't look anything like the old one. The old one, it was long and narrow and really quite cramped, especially when you have big matchups like Montreal-Toronto or during the playoffs. But that was the, for me, the experience walking into that dressing room and seeing um, basically the mock-up of, of, of the place where the Hall of Famers um, were, where, where they made their careers in, in, uh, in the old forum with, um, with all the, the, the pictures up on the walls, the, uh, the slogan from, from Flanders Field, the line, uh, 
to you from failing hands, we pass the torch, be yours to hold it high um, in both languages. Uh, that's, that was really the, the wow moment because, like you said, that really is a shrine. Um, so, much, um, so much history, so many championships. And I granted, not at the Bell Center, but just to, 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 to stand in that space and understand and recognize that this is what the Canadians were trying to recapture or at least, uh, or at least uh, mimic uh, by, the, by the old Bell Center dressing room. Yeah, that was, it was a special feeling for sure. And I did experience that for the first few years until the Canadians renovated. Uh, but even so, it's, um, yeah, that, that's, that's one of the, um, I guess, something that resonates with me uh, pretty deeply from my first few years covering the Canadians in Montreal. John, I don't know if you could answer this question because, you know, you're, you're going to be uh, sort of involved in, your, in developing your story when you're in these buildings. But uh, I'm just going to throw some things at you and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, when you're in uh, Scotiabank Arena, there's, a, there's a sort of a, an overreaction one way or the other. Uh, in Montreal, there's that standard that they used to have, and, and I think that they've developed the patience. And in Winnipeg, I, I would suggest that maybe there's just a desire to, to get it done. Am I, am I even close to accurate in any of that? Um, are you talking in terms of the, um, uh, the, the fan, fan base? Yeah. Yeah. Like just their, like what their expectations are for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty close. Um, I, I, I haven't, I haven't been to enough games here in Winnipeg just yet to really get a, a feel, um, for what the crowd is like, what it's, what its personality is like. Um, but, uh, they're plugged in. I mean, it's a knowledgeable crowd. There's a long history of hockey in Winnipeg, professional hockey in Winnipeg. So the fans here, uh, they're knowledgeable. They're, 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 they're engaged and plugged into what's going on with the game. Um, um, and the expectations, I guess they set the bar. It was four years ago when they got to the conference final. And so since that time, they've been chasing that. And that's, that's the high watermark that fans are kind of measuring this current version of the Jets up to. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that there's, there's uh, hunger and a little bit of uh, impatience for the team to be able to get back into the playoffs and, and at least do as much damage. But uh, I think they're kind of skeptical at this point or at this moment as to where this team might be able to go simply because they've got um, – uh, a new head coach, um, they, you know, Rick Bonus removed the C from Blake Wheeler. So the team is going through a bit of a transition in terms of its its scope and its leadership, but also the way that they play, the system and style that Rick, Rick Bonus has. So this is a team in transition in Winnipeg. Uh, in Montreal, um, it's a very interesting feeling because I, from having been in Toronto and in Montreal, I was always exposed to the mentality that the team, the team management was hesitant to burn it to the ground simply because their perception was that fans would not stand for a rebuild. But we saw it in Toronto. Lou Lamorello started it. He burned it to the ground. And the, and the Leafs, they managed to get some real elite talent in drafts because of it. And the Canadians, they're just at the front edge of that too. But in both cases, it seems that, you know what, the fans really wanted that. They were like, as long as, as, long as there was hope on the horizon, there is – as long as there's hope on the horizon and the product is entertaining, then the fans will forgive that. If you lose games, a lot of games six to five, as opposed to losing a whole bunch seven to one, fans will have a certain measure of tolerance. And uh, I think we witnessed that in Toronto. We're certainly seeing it in Montreal right now. John, I want to ask you about your fashion sense. You <laughs> set a trend of wearing a bow tie before anybody did. Now you're rocking the Fabio 
flow? How did all this develop? <laughs> well, Perry, thank you for that. But I have to say that uh, Dave Stubbs, formerly of the Montreal Gazette, now at NHL.com in Montreal, was the granddaddy of the bow tie. Uh, that was that was Dave's calling card, and that was his uniform on game nights. And so, um, to be honest with you, I used to wear bow ties from time to time in my previous career in the financial industry. And so I just kind of carried that into um, um, into my my fashion choices for TSN. So I can't I can't say that I trademarked that. I, that's not really my um, I, I was not the trailblazer there. Uh, but as far as the hair is concerned, it's just kind of um, I don't know what you call it, like post COVID. Um, my my younger niece says it's my rock star hair, and so she's one of the coolest people I know. So I think okay, I'll take that. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's just something, um, uh, 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 a different look feel. I mean, to be honest with you, it's like, oh, I, I'm an old headbanger from the eighties, classic rock in those days. And so, uh, it's been a long time since I've worn my, you know, since I've let the flow out probably since, you know, university and stuff. So, uh, okay. Maybe you could call it a little case of arrested development. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. For the most part, people seem to, uh, to 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 enjoy it, to have a positive response to it. So, um, and and the bosses haven't uh, haven't asked me to cut it. So, I guess for the time being, I'm I'm just gonna just keep it as is. Okay, John. Inquiring minds want to know, so we'll end on this. How did you go from the financial business to TSN? Oh, that's you know what? That's a segment unto itself, Jim. But let's okay. just say that I spent a decade in the financial industry. And it just wasn't for me. You know, I wanted to do something more creative, more interesting and fulfilling and fun. And uh, so I, I, quit, uh, I quit my profession there, went back to journalism college in Winnipeg. Um, and, um, yeah, the rest uh, kind of unho- unfolded in very rapid fashion. And it led to TSN. But, again, if you want, we can talk about I can fill in the blank sometime down the road yes. in another segment. But it's a long story. That's okay. We've got plenty of time. We'll have you back. Really appreciate that, John. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean or go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to Fox40Shop.com. We bring an old friend, Andy Frost now, former PA voice of the Leafs, father of Morgan Frost with the Flyers. Andy, how are you, sir? I'm great, thank you. Oh, listen to that voice. Oh, oh, Andy. Oh, we miss you, man. Well, it's nice of you to say. Good to be on with you. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, let's let's dive into the the, the Morgan story. So, uh, Flyers are off to a good start, and so is he. So, so take us through what it's like being an NHL dad. Well, it's you know it's got its moments, but it's uh, you know credit to him. He has worked really hard and has made numerous sacrifices along the way, and he's never complained. So. It's overall been good and exciting for him, and I'm happy for him. And I want to say, as you talk, I keep thinking of Psychedelic Sundays, okay? So I'll put that out there right away. Where were you? Were you, when he was drafted, were you there right beside him? Yes. So what was that experience like? Um, what the experience was like, I knew something was up and that he was going to get picked and the Flyers moved up to get him and knew something was going on. And I said to him, here we go. And I think he knew something was up as well. Uh, Andy, so how many games do you, would you go, would you, would you watch him play? Like, are you a regular at his games or what? Well, I don't go to the games. I watch them on TV and yeah, it's, you know, I like to watch him play, make sure he doesn't get hurt and hopefully score a few. Well, he's already done that, and I'm just wondering, when he was chosen by the Flyers, like going into the draft, did you have any desires about which team would select him? Would you hope it would be the Leafs, or just what, did you have any preference? Well, it would have been nice, Perry, to have him stay in Canada, but, you know, it's it's worked out well for him, and where he is seems to be a good place to be, so... You know, as long as he got picked, and he went pretty high. Okay, so he, he gets picked pretty high. Does he say to you afterwards, Dad, I couldn't have done this without you, without, without family support? Because every hockey parent puts so much effort, time, and money into getting these kids to where they want to go. And I'm sure this is all part of the fabric of your life, your family's life. Well, he had so much to do after he was selected I spoke to him. He didn't really say that, you know, he didn't say much. But, you know, as I say, I think he knew something was up, and I knew something was up. And it was an exciting trip to Chicago. He was taken in 2017. And it's, well, so far, it's five years ago now, it's worked out well. Uh, Andy, when you, when you think back to his, his youth hockey and all those the early mornings, what, what comes to mind that way? A lot of trips to a lot of rinks and a lot of arenas. But it's, you know, it's been an exciting ride. And, you know, I don't even remember half of the trips to the rinks and the tournaments. and But you could tell at a pretty young age that he had some ability that was pretty exciting and he was a special player and i want to ask you because your your background is in music and your son's playing hockey have you ever had a serious conversation about him about 70s music well haven't had a conversation but perry i'll tell you (laughs) you know when he comes home in the summer and he's listening to old stuff like old Joe Walsh and old Eagles. And I think the music he heard growing up had a serious influence on him. It must have. 
<laughs> when when you listen to music, I don't know if you listen to new stuff, but and I had this problem uh, about 10, 15 years ago. If I listened to anything new, I would hear snippets of classic rock. Does that happen to you? Well, it, Jimmy, I like quietness at this point. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> don't like to listen to a lot of new stuff. If I listen to music, it would definitely be something old. Andy, it sounds oh. to me like you're living the life of the pursuit of happiness in that song, I'm an adult now. Would that be fair to say? <laughs> well, the pursuit of happiness, I think that pursuit has already been reached. We can't argue with that. Um, when you go back over, let's talk music here. Uh, if you go back into the 70s, give me some, some bands that you think were totally underrated. Little Feet. Little Feet would be the first band that I would consider underrated. Um, there's, you know, there's a few of them. Audience, lots of other bands that should have been recognized, but there was numerous reasons why bands didn't happen. Some of them legitimate, some of them not. I have to tell you, I was a big Proco Harem guy, and, and you know, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't quite get that one. Well... There's single from 67, I think. Whiter Shade of Pale should have been enough to make them achieve superstar status. Like, that was a great song. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, Procol Harum only gets played now because it's Canadian content. They did that record with the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, and actually that whole album was kind of uh, groundbreaking as well because the, when it was released, nobody had really done that, had they? No. Well, Andy, I want to bring up the song Jessica, one of my favorite songs of all time. That was the song that you had when you did the Leafs postgame show. Correct. Did you, did you choose it? And if you did, why did you choose that song? Because it's instrumental, one of the greatest instr instrumental songs, in my opinion, of all time. Why did we choose it? Because it didn't have vocals. <laughs> and we just looped it over and over and over and over. I love that. <laughs> and Jessica, you know, I love early omens. That was the greatest song. You're right. I could just listen to Jessica over and over again because I don't have to listen to the words. It's just that song. <laughs> right. right? So it's, it's, again, I, I love that. I love listening to the post-game show, but more than anything, I loved hearing Jessica. So I just want to put it out there for you, okay? That's nice. Thank you. Uh, go back to the booth, Andy, uh, and some of the games that uh, where you had to announce things that that still sort of uh, reverberate in your brain cells. Can you re can you recall some of that stuff? Well, there was some certainly some special moments up there, and lots of them. Um, individual games or specific games, uh, there's too many to probably count. The Sundin game where I, he had. His 500th goal, I believe, he was all three stars, and he scored the game winner in OT. That may stand out. But, you know, it was not just the NHL games. We ended up doing a bunch of other games as well, season ticket holder games, Olympic tryout games, trial games. It was, it was a busy place to be. Well, Andy, we have a ritual on the show where we ask our guests to say yes, guy. Now, next week is going to be our 100th show. I'm wondering if you can give us a special yes, guy, for the 100th show. Yes, guy. Andy, don't go. be so brief. Let it breathe, man. <laughs> 
Yes, guy. <laughs> Jim, yes, guy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, can you give us a yes, guy goal, maybe? Toronto goal scored by number 53, yes, guy. Now, there we go. Number we took a while. 13, yes, guy, and number three, yes, guy. Were the Hanson brothers playing on the same team? What? <laughs> That's great, Andy. Thanks very much. All the best. Pleasure, you guys. Thanks for asking me to come on. <laughs> Our thrill. Thank you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTG Dean. Go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors, let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, no guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the officially sanctioned Yes Guy, No Guy segment on Yes Guy, the radio show. Does it get any more official than that? The answer would be no guy, it can't. Yes, guy, no guy, number one. You like the John Lou stylings. I love the long hair. It flows. He should be called Fabio Lou. You like How that about, guy? Yeah, yeah. How about the clothing? You didn't say anything about the clothing. I'm, I'm more drawn to the long hair than the clothing, although I do dig the bow tie, even though he doesn't wear it anymore. He's constantly okay. changing, okay? He's evolving, guy, right in front of our eyes. Go ahead, sir. Oh, you knew when we started this show, we would make it to 100 shows absolutely guy not even a question in my mind in fact i can guarantee you right now right here and now that guy we're going to get to 200 shows wow i can dig that that's very optimistic but i'm i know our sponsors will hang with us i think we're going to have to change the opening though because i think we've been digging it for a while yes guy no guy i dig it that's my line man okay yeah don't, oh, yeah. don't bring me down man okay uh, yes guy no guy number two from here and it goes like this. Herbie Kuhn is really a Raptors ambassador. I mean, he is the guy, right? Yes, it is. And they should do something like basketball fans. Give it up for Herbie Kuhn. Is that okay, guy? No, guy. It's a good thing you're a writer. Come on, guy. You never give me anything. Like, Well, if you do something right, I mean, come on. That's oh, on. okay, man. Well, you're the host. Okay. All right. It's kind of the premise, right? You do something right and, and it goes somewhere. Yes, it's called being subservient. Okay, guy? Oh, guy, I didn't say it that way. I said, right. Go ahead, sir. Masai Ujiri will never approach the scorer's table at a home game because he has too much respect for Herbie Kuhn and our man, Ron Foxcroft. Oh, yes, guy. Yeah, I agree with that. He's not going to go down there. There's, there's no reason to go down there. Foxy gets it right every time. Well, he's our main sponsor, so I'll agree with you on that. How's that guy? Uh, that's pretty politically correct guy. That's that's all I would say. Uh, but, you know, it really, he's the messenger. It's the NBA office in Secaucus that makes the ruling, right? Yes, sir. Did you say it's the caucus that makes the ruling? I said Secaucus, New Jersey. What is Secaucus? <laughs> okay, now we're going to go with Secaucus, New Jersey. It's the first time I've ever heard that city, but forgive me, okay? Uh, I live a closed life here, okay? Yes, okay, yeah, whatever, guy. Go ahead, sir. Tom Brady is going to regret the fact he came back for one more year. Oh, yes, guy. Doesn't look good, does it? No, I'm going to totally agree with that. In fact, I, I think he's already there. He just won't admit it. Uh, maybe he's hoping for a miracle. He's been known to do those things. So They've happened to him before, okay? 
yeah, I think he's uh, out of luck there. Let's end on this. Yes, guy, no guy. The Winnipeg Jets will have the Stanley Cup success before Montreal or Toronto. No guy. You want me to give you a reason or is no guy enough? No, no guy just sums it up perfectly. End show number 99. Hope you come back next week for show number 100. And we can only go out this way. Yes, guy.